listening to Gospel Garage, sharing the good news of the gospel through the teachings of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that there's a roof on this little building. There's not heat, but there's a roof. And the joy of the Lord does pour into us in any situation, wherever we're sitting or standing, and in any circumstance. And I'm ever grateful, from a sincere heart, ever grateful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Holy Spirit, we pray for those joining us here. We pray that every hindrance, every distraction, every excuse, limitation, religious mindset be broken off each of our lives now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we declare a new place of grace to pray with power, authority, freedom, intimacy, all in the name of Jesus and only in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh God, you are powerful, magnificent. Thank you for your correction, not condemnation. That rings in my heart, Lord, thank you. Thank you for rebuking and yet redeeming your children. Amazing grace. I thank you for positioning us in a place to see live and be a part of thy kingdom coming, thy will being done on earth as it is in heaven. Glory to our King, glory to King of Kings, Jesus Christ, forever until you call us home, Lord, and then through eternity, Jesus. May our actions be all within your will, Lord. Forgive us for stumbling and falling. We need your protection and correction, Holy Spirit, thank you. We pray all things in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hope you had a beautiful week, guys. There's a lot going on globally, nationally, and then in each and every community that we're in. Looking at Acts to begin with. Book of Acts 2, verse 14 through 21. But Peter, taking his stand with the eleven, raised his voice and declared to them, Men of Judea and all you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give heed to my words. For those men are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken of through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days. God says that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my bond slaves, both men and women. I will in those days pour forth of my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will grant wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord shall come. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Amen. 
with all that's going on in the world. Seek Jesus Christ. Seek Jesus Christ. It's so, so vital to have Holy Spirit's wisdom and discernment in these crazy, crazy times, guys. The Bible records generations of people, some who understood what was going on in that spiritual world and in that era and followed God's lead, and others who were asleep or missed His plan entirely. May we, now in this era that God has borne us into, may we be people who seek God first before we seek what we need and what we want. May we be people who seek God, meet with God, return to God. He is the only answer to everything that is coming our way. Remain focused on God. How? Say his name, Jesus. Surrender to him. Jesus, I give you my life. Acknowledge him, Jesus, you are the savior of mankind and I need you. Remain focused on God. There's this colossal spiritual battle happening. And if you haven't really recognized that yet, ask Holy Spirit for that discernment to see the spiritual battle that is happening again globally. And then right in each household and then right down the street and right in your workplace. It's for the soul of every person ever born. And it is the moment to choose Jesus or choose the world. And we need this indwelling of Holy Spirit to see and understand what is happening in the spiritual realm. And it's not always comfortable and it's often terrifying. And we ask God to guide us through each step for he will give us what we can endure when we but ask him with sincere hearts. Romans 8 verse 5 through 6, for those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Thank you, Lord. Again, we pray, we pray that we set our minds on God, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit. As times get darker, as times are getting darker, and we continue to live out what we see in the Bible concerning His return, our mighty, mighty God's return, we must rely on God's will to know how to respond to each step we're taking, to how to respond and observe each news headline, truth and untruth, to discern the power of God and the hand of God at work in someone's life, not to judge it, but to be fully aware of the very presence of Holy Spirit, not to grieve Holy Spirit by shunning another or shunning ourselves and closing that door on God. But when we hear of wars, natural disasters, pestilence, famines, take the concern to God. Ask God for the enlightened understanding of what he is asking his people in this time to do or not do. Because I know that sometimes it makes you feel dumbfounded and anxious. We were talking to a lady a few weeks back that doesn't watch the news that often, but enough of what is going on truthfully worldwide to be anxious. We are not to be anxious and wondering about what is happening. We are to respond with open the Bible, praise God, pray with God, pray to God, ask God for the answers because our responses will be based on how God's leading us, won't it? Like, how can we know how to respond? We make sure that we are hearing, seeing, and experiencing the pure presence of God and not any other spirit. There's spirits of all levels, and I'm certain that's for another time. But when we understand that we are human and we are in the flesh and we have sinful desires in the flesh of what we think our own entitlement or our own needs and wants are and pride and then we have our own insecurities which cause us a whole bunch of other problems 
And then attached to that are these spirits that mill around the world, these minions on behalf of the enemy. They have no place in your life. We speak the name of Jesus over that situation in all honesty and all comprehension that the enemy pokes at all of us at any given time. He pokes at the bus driver, he pokes at the pastor that you're gonna sit before on Sunday. And so we need Holy Spirit's discernment and companionship and friendship to discern what is God and what is not of God. From the moment on, from this very moment on, thank you, Lord, from this moment on, like right now today, family, right now today, guys, how do we resist the enemy and its deception? We repent. We repent. Turn from idolatry. Remove distractions that are taking you away from your deep study time with God. Devote your time to Him. Spend time in His presence. Look to Him for every response that we are supposed to sort of partake in, every reply that we're supposed to give another. Read His Bible and listen to His voice. It's there. It is there when we seek Him. Repent and speak His truths. Repent and ask the Lord for forgiveness and then forgive others with that same grace. It's not easy to forgive somebody that you're feeling bitterness towards. I repent of bitterness that I hold towards people that I believe in my flesh have hurt me or caused hurt to my family. I repent of that. I don't want any lingering decay of the world trying to grab my ankle and pull me down into the muck. I want to walk with each of you, all of us as brothers and sisters in Christ in this world that he's put us in, in this very community, across this nation, for the very salvation of others and the saving of souls, to be part of that journey for other people, not for my own glory, but to point all eyes to the glory of Jesus. Powerful, it's exciting, it's exciting. That's why we're sitting here in this freezing little room. My hands are probably changing colors, and yet I'm on fire on the inside, because wow, is God not more than fabulous? There is not a word big enough to describe our Lord, our Creator. And yet He speaks His love and His hope over our lives. Thank you, Lord, for planting us right where you've planted us in this time to be born. Thank you, Lord. When we stick with the Bible and song and praise and worship, we will not miss out on the will of God. We will sense it. We will understand it. We will not be led astray again by the evil one when we keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Eyes focused on Jesus, read the Bible. Ears focused on Jesus, sing songs of praise and worship. Sing old hymns, sing new songs. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. It seems so simple to say that. And when I was learning in the beginning of my walk with Jesus, keep your eyes on Jesus. Well, sometimes it's as simple as just looking up into the horizon and knowing that He is the horizon. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He is the wind in the trees. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He is the manifested presence that you feel so heavily on you when you're doing something naughty and you know you need to repent and correct of it. Repent. Return to God. He is waiting and the time is now and it's exciting and that is why we see such a sense of His flowing through these communities across North America. In our hearts is Holy Spirit when we pray for him to dwell within us, when we acknowledge that he is God and he is in control of all things. And then that pours out of me and it pours out of the next person and the next person and all of a sudden you see thousands of people globally worshiping and praising the Lord God Almighty. 
It's a powerful time to live in as it was 2,000 years ago when Jesus walked among his people. Luke 17, verse 1 through 4, And he said to his disciples, It is inevitable that stumbling blocks come, but woe to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he would cause one of these to stumble. Be on guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times saying, I repent, forgive him. That's for each of us, not just the Lord forgiving us and us asking God for forgiveness. We are to ask others to forgive us our wrongs to them and receive their forgiveness if they offer it. Thank you, Lord. You are here. You are here moving among us, reaching down to mankind, calling us your own. Wow, Jesus cares, cares for us and knows our weaknesses and our limitations. He knows that. That's why after his ascension, he sent Holy Spirit to empower, to empower every believer to choose God, not to live for ourselves and live in a complacent life of kind of feels nice to be comfortable. We are to believe in God, to understand God, to experience Jesus Christ all by the power of Holy Spirit. <laughs> My friend, nothing but God will ever completely satisfy. We are a Heavenly Father's creation. With Him we remain solid and without God we will remain restless and in secret torment. In the New Testament, for example, when I was thinking about the emptiness that sometimes we feel before I met God, the emptiness that I didn't know and I filled with other things, whether it was buying stuff, living life a certain way that was in no means accountable to God until I realized by his hand on my heart and my salvation was there and that my sanctification was going to be an ongoing eternal process until he called me home. I was realizing that he filled me. He filled me. I was brought to a place on my knees and surrendered to God, and he filled my life. And when he filled my life, all of a sudden me, filled with God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, had room for the goodness of God's people in my life. How does that work when you're so full of the Lord that he then fills you up even more with the people that he has brought into your life? In the New Testament on Pentecost, scripture recorded that Holy Spirit filled the house where Jesus' followers were sitting together. And after experiencing the power of Holy Spirit, the fire of God, the communication of God right there literal, Peter and the other apostles stood up and Holy Spirit brought them from a place of fear and unknown to a place of courage, courage because of God. In Ephesians 6, Apostle Paul advises the saints to take their stand against the devil's schemes, to stand up, return, repent with God in his presence and stand, stand as a child of God that you are. Stand against the devil's schemes. Ephesians 6, verse 10 through 13. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the enemy. Thank you, Lord, for that. I was looking up some other um, moments in the Bible for this message about returning to God for those who knew God and have walked away. Or maybe we haven't even walked away from God. Maybe you know God, you love Jesus, but you're just sort of milling around in your regular life, not realizing that he is coming soon and we better get it together. God spoke to Jeremiah and said, get ready, stand and say what I command you to say. Do not be terrified. 
to Ezekiel, son of man, stand up and I will speak to you. And the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, came into Ezekiel and raised him to his feet. Further on in the Bible, Daniel, God spoke to him and said, consider carefully the words I'm about to speak and stand up. Stand up, be ready. So repent, he redeems us. Turn to God, stand up, seek him in the horizon. He redeems us and restores us. And then we get to be part of that in the journey of other people. We must repent for the rest of days. Again, like we said a second ago, from this moment forward, choose Jesus Christ. Choose God, Holy Spirit, to be the Lord over your life. The hand of Jesus is there. Hold it tightly. Hold it tightly. We love you. We don't want to lose you. We need you to hold us tightly. Hold our hand tightly and take it to the foot of the cross with you. Jesus Christ and all of his people and all of his children. There will come a day and nations are raging right now on God's created earth. I want to have my hand held by God in all that uncertainty. And it's not even just uncertain. It's an absolute wild storm, isn't it? The world is filled with darkness. It's filled with sin. Wow. This brings the curse of sickness into our spirit. I might not physically have the flu right now, but maybe when I'm feeling downtrodden, I'm seeking the world's adventure just to numb it and Netflix binge, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't have to be as extreme as we like to label it sometimes because we don't always want to acknowledge that our action against God is sin. So I'm consuming my life with other things besides God, books, Pinterest, you name it. It's not always drugs and alcohol and the things that like to be preached about so that people can finger point. It's like this curse of sickness and departure from God breaks our spirits, breaks our souls. And then many people become terminally ill and don't understand where to go. Go to God. That's basically all we could say is go to God. The enemy is do, doing his job pretty well in many, many aspects of life, isn't it? killing, destroying, stealing lives. Its main goal is to separate God's children, God's people from God, to bring death, even a walking death, to people before we can reconcile with God and choose Jesus. And so there's distractions and there's sin and there's evil and there's a cold, cold, hardened heart towards God. Let it all go. If you're mad at God, please, please sit and talk with God. Talk to him about it. Seek his will for your life. Read the Bible and see that forgiveness and correction. And yes, terror happened in the Bible and beauty and birth and death and all things happened in the Bible. Just like every single year since God created the earth. So from book of Genesis to book of Revelation, it's a mixed up story of the magnificence of God, the sin of mankind, and the forgiveness that God has given all his creation, the opportunity to choose him or choose the other way. Ezekiel 2 verse 1 through 8, Then he said to me, Son of man, stand on your feet, that I may speak with you. As he spoke to me, Holy Spirit entered and set me on my feet. Pardon me. And then he said to me, Son of man, I am sending you to the sons and daughters of Israel to a rebellious people who have rebelled against me, and their fathers have transgressed against me to this very day. And I'm sending you to those who are stubborn and obstinate, and you shall say to them, thus says the Lord. As for them, whether they listen or not is a choice, for they are a rebellious house. They will know a prophet has been among them, and you, son of man, will neither fear them nor fear their words. 
thus saith the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that moment. Basically, in my understanding, limited understanding in the flesh is that Ezekiel's given a word to warn people of Israel. Again, you have the choice. Do you choose God or do you choose what you feel is comfortable in the here and now? Do we choose God and eternity or the here and now? Read the Bible, worship, pray, read again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't want to be a person that judges others and how they pray and how they worship. I am not going to be that person. And I pray for correction from Holy Spirit when I'm worshiping and I see people worshiping a different way. And I pray for those who look at me and my form of worshiping a different way. We know our hearts, but most importantly, God knows our hearts. And we each have a voice and it's a silent voice or it's a loud voice. And it's thoughts and actions and deeds that we pray glorifies the kingdom, glorifies God's kingdom in all of its aspects. That's why congregations don't seem to really matter. Could you imagine? Like, I don't think that when we all go to heaven, so to speak, that there's going to be all these little buildings and this group is here and that group is here and yet we'll all get together and love God. No, there will be none of that. We either love God, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, and are fully living for him, surrendered to him, or we won't be. So get it straight in our heads that we don't need the synthetic sort of additions to things and we don't need all this sensory entertainment. We need God, period. We need God. Now is the time. Now is the time to live for God, to heed Holy Spirit, to choose to receive Jesus Christ as the risen Savior. Let our voices sing from souls to pray a continuous conversation with the Lord of heaven and earth. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17. Pray without ceasing. Pray, praise, worship without ceasing. Make it such an integral part of your day. It's like breathing. In an age in which we've been born into, guys, the enemy's principalities and powers want us, yes, to run away from God, to turn away from God, to fight amongst each other, to fight amongst and judge the non-Christian, to fight amongst and judge the Christian who we think is doing things the wrong way. Satan wants us to cower, to fall back, to retreat and recoil. But God, God is calling us to rise at this moment, to repent, to take a stand in the face of the enemy and trust that God will bring victory to his kingdom. God is calling each of us to stand up and stand with each other. All ages not a certain generation while the rest are too old to participate not a certain generation that's wise and old and so the others are too young it is all people from newborn to the time that god calls them home and if they've lived even longer to the hundred years old it is now standing on god's word we stand together on god's word against the murder of unborn children, against any agenda that makes men and women question their sexual identity. We stand against racism, injustice, against substance abuse, against sex trafficking, against pornography. We stand in the name of Jesus against the mistreatment of anyone, united as the body of Christ, and then bring everybody else along that ride too. I want aunts and uncles who've never met Jesus to know Jesus doesn't matter to me what they've done or not done in their past. 
That's between them and God. And there will come a day. I want my co-workers, my friends, my family, anybody who hasn't met Jesus yet, anybody who's walking away from Jesus, I want everybody in a humongous group to march on up to the foot of the cross and lay down our lives for Jesus Christ together. We stand against a perversion of the gospel that's being preached. We pray, pray for the discernment to preach only what God asks us to speak and to hear what God asks us to listen for. Read the Bible, read the Bible for yourself. We stand on God's word. We stand against the darkness of the kingdom of evil. We do not stand against mankind. The people of this world, we all have that moment to be called home to the foot of the cross. And until that day comes, we are to stand together against the darkness and the enemy's plans. And make no mistake about it, because Jesus Christ, friend to all, strong and mighty, yes, flipped tables, corrected things, but loved and loved and still gave the opportunity to freely choose his way or the wrong way. Thank you, Lord. We stand by the power of Holy Spirit. Yes, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. It's exciting. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Savior, Redeemer, Redeemer. It amazes me to have such access to the Bible. So the hard copy of the Bible, the Bible on the iPad, Bible on the phone, so that if I don't have the Bible on me, then it's there to read. And actually we have a habit of kind of having them everywhere. So when you come to visit us, you can see that there's one in the door of the car, and there's one in the coffee table, there's one on the coffee, microwave coffee stand, there's one in the washroom. So wherever you are, you kind of can pick up the Bible. So what we've done is we've created this no excuse for our own eyes to be, oh, I'm too busy. So if I'm in the washroom, then I read the Bible. If I'm sitting in the living room and I don't want the TV on and I'm just sitting pondering, do I pick up something that's entertaining? Or do I pick up the Bible? You know what I mean? Like he's just everywhere. And so I realized that, that we are making a stand on the word of God. Read the Bible. It's the only, only, only book worth reading. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being among us, for changing us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the outpouring in our community that's percolating, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for gathering people into each village, each town, each community, each city, Lord. Your hand is everywhere at once, Lord. We thank you for that moment. We thank you for gathering people together in this community for 30 plus years. We pray for those who've been so hurt that they've walked away, but they're still smoldering in this community. God, light a fire in the heart of merit that seeks to do your will on earth as in heaven. Light a fire in the city of Vancouver that will burn away the addictions in the name of Jesus and free those captives so that they can do the work of God within those communities, Lord. We pray that over so many, every community. You pray that over your community, wherever you are. I know that many of you hang out with us online from far away and we're so grateful and so excited and we love you so much and we love that you reach out to us. And so we pray with you as you lift your prayers to God for whatever your community needs. Amazing times, you guys. Amazing, exciting, and terrifying times. It's time to be physically fit. Yes. Spiritually fit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Get in a line with God's word. Get in a line with God's will. 
Wow, thank you, Lord, for allowing us to return to you when we failed. The prodigals, there's book after book in the Bible that is filled with verses on God's forgiveness, on God's calling his people back to him. His correction, yes. He will correct. He will rebuke. We get out of line. God corrects us. But welcome the correction because what's on the other side of correction that he walks us through is unimaginable grace, unimaginable forgiveness that washes over you. And then you can't but help to pour it out over every interaction that you go through. First Kings 8, verse 59, 59 through 61, pardon me. Super excited today, aren't I? I'm super cold, so I'm a bit jittery, but I'm so excited about what God asks of us. I'm so excited that when I say sincerely to God, I repent and I list off the things I repent of. He knows them already. The beauty of the grace of God is that he's asking you to trust him enough that you will then hand it to him. Thank you, Lord. 1 Kings 8, 59 through 61. And may these words of mine, with which I have made supplication before the Lord, be near to the Lord our God, day and night, that he may maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people of Israel, as each day requires, so that all the people, all the people of the earth may know that the Lord is God, there is no one else. Let your heart therefore be wholly devoted to the Lord our God, to walk in his statutes and to keep his commandments as at this day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He has promised that no weapon forged against his people will prevail. God, the creator of everything, the one who holds galaxies in his hands, knows you by name, handpicked you to be his. Can you comprehend that beautiful, beautiful, beautiful friend? He wants to have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with me, with you. Holy Spirit grants us, grants us by his very presence, the ability to know him experientially. Thank you. I truly believe time is of the essence. God is the answer to everything in this life. His presence will make the only difference and all the difference. The sound of our prayers, our conversations with God, the sound and song of our worship to Him and praise, praising Him, grant us access to this powerful, powerful presence that was given when Jesus hung on the cross for mankind's sin and we were reconciled to God at that moment. Thank you, Lord, for that. Mike and I understand the implications of lifting up a sound of sincere praise to God. By the grace of God, we've seen the power of worship shift in atmosphere as it does here in our little garage, just the two of us, or when we get together with friends and family and worship. We've seen the presence of God come in like a flood and break through into the spiritual realm. And that's only by the grace of God. He allows each of us when we're worshiping to invite heaven down, his kingdom come. He is the all-conquering savior and the commander of invisible armies that are around each of us protecting us. And we as God's children do not again be, need to be afraid or anxious or affected by what the enemy is stomping around and doing. The presence of God is what makes us whole. And when we return to him 
or simply turn to him if we've not yet met him. We will be healthy and strong. Jesus tells us that what we are filling ourselves with, when we fill ourselves with him, is peace, the fruit of the Spirit. When we are connected with God, we get to know him. We're healed and redeemed by such a beautiful relationship with the Savior and empowered by his presence so that we can approach all the giants of life with that same godly courage that David did in his battle with Goliath. The giants of depression, the giants of suicidal thoughts and addiction and financial crisis and every other attack on our families those attacks cannot stand against God when we accept his mighty, mighty outstretched hand, repent of our sin, and return to his kingdom. Pray on behalf of others, repenting of their sin. Return to his kingdom, turn to God. Have a beautiful, holy, holy spirit-filled week, my friend. Pray, pray. It doesn't have to be big and ornate and in a large group, unless you happen to be meeting with people. You yourself can turn to God, turn to your Savior, Jesus Christ, invite him to sit with you through all of it and pray with him and praise him. Thank you, you guys. Much love to you all. God, we worship you. We worship you. Oh, Lord, how we praise you. We love you. We rely on you. Oh, Lord, how is it you're so powerful that we're awestruck and humbled, and yet our souls are dancing with your joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's nobody like you in heaven or earth. Oh, yes, Lord, you are worthy of all honor and all glory. Thank you for what you've done in my life. Thank you for what you're doing in the lives of our loved ones. Thank you for this movement on earth, a fresh fire of Holy Spirit among your people. We pray for forgiveness. I pray that you would forgive me for my sin. Yes, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew your spirit within me. We pray forgiveness on behalf of your people, Lord. Forgive them, set them on the right path to you. We desire your light to pour over the darkness, your presence to abound through prayer. Yes, Lord, that offering of worship, we lift that offering of worship to you, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Thank you, Jesus. We pray hope, we pray healing, we pray joy, we pray deliverance, we pray reconciliation, we pray love, we pray rejoicing, we pray salvation, we pray revival, we pray forgiveness, we pray protection over those hearts that are just starting to turn to you, Lord. We pray all things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. been listening to gospel garage to ensure you never miss an episode please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player or visit us at gospelgarage.ca forward slash podcast